This is the Wayne Ayers Podcast. The Wayne Ayers Podcast. Woohoo! Time to wake your ass up for a blessed day. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. I'm so sorry for the audio. Something like I'm keep hearing things in that headphones and debugging me. But um, like power's back. Um, you just drop. Actually, before we even get to power, I noticed I did my little research, and I know you um were raised in the Pacific Northwest. I was like, oh, that's dope. I was born. I was raised in Washington, and I know you were raised in Oregon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, like, do you like? Do you ever go back to Oregon? Yeah, all the time. Are you like received like okay, like oh my god, like hey, because you got Tony Tony nominated, you doing big things. Yeah, do you ever get like um like not I won't say like worship, but like is it like oh my god, it's Haley, or does everybody still treat you like the same as it was before? It's so much love. I think. I mean, I personally, I get uncomfortable when I get fangirled, and so far, it's been so just love and support, and I really appreciate it. It's been such an incredible journey, and so to be able to go home and celebrate people and celebrate the people that even got me here is a lot of fun. No, I know. I know you did. Like, I know you won like a lot of pageants, like during your like youth years in Oregon and everything. I saw like all these. Um, different accolades you've done in like Miss Teen and all this everything. Um, how does that like help you like shape like your career now? Like how did that help you prepare for doing music, films, musicals? Yeah, I mean, basically what happened was when I was a kid, I was so young when I started performing. I was, you know, and in Oregon, most kids don't get to perform until they're in high school. They don't get to train until they're in high school. And so my mom and my dad worked tirelessly to find different outlets for me to be able to perform, whether that was community choir or being a part of a gospel choir or doing community theater. Um, and they, I wanted to be able to do something a little bit more individualized. And so that's where the pageants really came into play because not only was I able to perform, but they helped to shape me into a well-rounded person. So I'm really grateful that I was able to be a part of National American Miss and Miss America's Outstanding Team because they really helped me learn how to speak and how to present myself alongside being able to perform. I I know you just dropped a new single, um, Worth It. I, I love the like it's I love the um the hook of it. It's really dope. But like what how did that come about? Like what like how how did that come about? Yeah, so I've been working on an EP. I've been working on music for years now and I really got inspired by that song, um, Falling in Love Again for the first time in a long time. And we were really hitting that rough patch of frustration and back and forth and not agreeing and butting heads. And I really had the realization for myself that in order for the relationship to be worth it, for it to be worth something, you have to put in the work, you have to be willing to tough it out. And so, yeah, I went into the studio. That took me a couple hours to write we went into the studio we cut it and then we recut it and then we added some cool backgrounds and I'm really proud of the final result so like when can we expect the EP to release oh the EP is 
coming soon. It's coming this fall. I'm really excited about it. We just finished. Um, so I'm super excited for everybody to hear it. Yeah, you know how many tracks are going to be on it? Like eight, six? I know usually that's like the EP range. It's going to be like eight or seven. Eight or seven. Okay, okay. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Uh, I know you're independent as well. Like, do you want to like stay independent or do like, I know some people want to sign to a record label. Like, do you plan on signing to a record label? Yeah, growing up, I was really inspired by uh, Tinashe. Um, And so watching her journey and watching her be able to take creative control was something that I was really inspired by. And so um, I did, I did navigate the label world and I did look into it and it just didn't feel like it was feel like it was for me and so I decided to go independent and I like that because I can drop music whenever I want I can go in different creative directions whenever I want and so yeah that's something I'm gonna stick to I know um I know you like I've seen like a lot of artists you support you and Sonaj is one of them I saw you support B um like if you could work with five artists right now like who would you want to work with who would, who would be those five artists? Can they be like living or they've passed on? Um, yeah, if you want to. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, because the first person I always think of is Alia. Like if, if she was still here, I would have I loved to do a duet with her. I would love to work with Timbaland. I would love to work with Brandy. I would love to work with Christina Aguilar. And I would love to work with Alicia Keys. Ooh. Yeah. What's like? What's your favorite song from Aaliyah? Aaliyah is like that was like my person. Like, <laughs> so mine is so I go well. I go back and forth. I go back and forth between Rock the Boat and her. You're a true Aaliyah fan, so you're gonna know this. When she did a cover of Journey to the Past for the Anastasia movie, as a kid, as a musical theater kid, that is like my. Whenever I hear her sing that song. It just does something. So those are my two. No, that's dope. Um, getting to raising Kanan, and this, this is how has that all been like? I know, like, it feels like it's just everybody that's on a power show just kind of like blows up, and now it's just like it's just crazy. Like, I feel like you're getting your flowers now because you've been around for a while, but now it seems like okay, everybody just grabbing towards Haley. Like, how has that been like? It's been. I mean, I'm super, super, I love my fans and I love the fan base that I've been able to grow, especially through this show. Um, shout out to 50, 50 Cent. He's been so supportive of me and my music and my performance on the show. Um, and so it's been amazing to have that growth in following and in and, and support. Um, it's a little weird for me, um, the whole fame thing. It's not something that I was looking for particularly so it's very interesting for me but I'm loving it so far no that's dope um speaking about you're playing jukebox and like just seeing her raising Canaan is just like it's, you see you portray her in raising Canaan you just absolutely kill it Thank and you. like I just like the first episode was like just go uh first episode of season two was like really dope I want to know like where do you see your character going in season two, season two because it seemed like there's like a little shift and jukebox from mm-hmm. season one because like jukebox seems like more happier now it seems like she's not you know what i'm saying yeah yeah she definitely goes through a shift i think there was so much trauma <laughs> for her last season that she really decides she's going to take life by the horns and do what she wants to do and you start to see her kind of 
veer away from Rock's advice. You see her start to kind of veer away from Kanan in a really interesting way and start to become kind of her own person. And so I'm really excited for people to see that shift. And you start to see a little bit of older Fox from the original power. So that's really exciting as well. I know. Um, uh, what's like an episode that you're really excited for people to see in season two? Mm, it's a tie. It's a tie between three and seven. Three and seven. It's a tie between those two for sure. Okay, okay. I'll be look. We be, we're gonna be looking out for that one. Um, I know I, I from the last episode, uh, yeah, from the first episode, I saw, you know, the new character, Ziza, and then I saw, like, when Jukebox walked into the booth, or not booth, the studio, but she was kind of looking at her, I don't know if it was a competition level or, like, a, a friendship level, like, what, what could we expect from those two characters in the future? You know, when you got two young women who are very, very talented and they're vying for that number one spot, it can be lovely or it can be disastrous. So y'all are going to have to just wait and see. (laughs) (laughs) Well, oh, speaking of that, will we see any like love interest from Jukebox at all during this season? Maybe. Maybe. Maybe so. I'm trying to keep my job, Wayne. I'm uh, okay, uh, I don't know if you can speak on this one, but you know the relationship between Drew Boss and Marvin um, has been really like just damaged. Like you can tell for the first episode, she doesn't want mm-hmm. him no mind, which is I obviously I don't blame her at all. But okay. do you see them like? Could you see them like reconcile or rekindling the relationship at all during the season? I think there's hope. You definitely see Marvin take a change in, in his life and, and how he operates. And so I really hope that Juke opens up to him. Maybe. But right now, it is just not happening. <laughs> what was your thought about that scene? Like when you guys, when Marvin and Juke Boss had that um, confer- confrontation? I thought that scene was so necessary. I think it's so realistic for us to portray what it's like to be a young LGBTQ person, especially in the 90s in New York City. And so I thought that was a very necessary scene. It was very emotionally draining for both of us to film, but we both went into it. We So we didn't speak the entire season. We knew this fight was coming. Um, and while we were filming the entire season, we didn't talk to each other. Um, and so when it came to this moment, it was like, okay, <laughs> we're ready. And we made it happen and the scene turned out really good and it really moved people. And I've heard from a lot of people in the LGBTQ plus community that um, came forward and that was their story. And it was able to help start conversations between them and their families. So yeah, I'm really proud of them. So what was the doubt you guys like just like planned on not speaking before that? Or what was the reason for that? We kind of, we didn't even talk about it. We kind of both just did it. I mean, as you see, they, they spoke very, very little in season one. Like if they said anything, it was meaningless. And so I think we both just committed to the idea that these two characters don't like each other. And um, it makes it more painful because it made it painful for me. You know, Duke is someone who she didn't know her father growing up. And so now he's just this person that's there. And I think it really helps the performances. 
I know um, Jukebox will be reuniting with her mom. I think she's being played by Latoya Luckett, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, how is that, like, experience, like, working with her at all? Oh, she's so amazing. She's a beautiful person. She is a light. She is so talented. And I love her. I loved hanging out with her outside of the show. We got really, really close. And I'm just really grateful to have her in my life. You guys are going to love her performance. Do you think um you think the relation you think they're she's gonna be like closer to her mom at the end of the season than with Marvin? I think so. Yeah. Okay. 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 Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I know what I want to say. How do I express it? Oh, my bad. <laughs> I might just skip that question. <laughs> Uh, what are you like most excited for people to see from Jukebox this season? Like, is she gonna go on like a terror, or do you see her like she's going to do depressing stage, but you see her like coming back to where she was in season one? Like, how do you see? How, what do you think? What roller coaster Jukebox is gonna be on? I think you see her find her feet. You see her, you know, I think in season one, life was kind of just happening to her, and she's kind of just there, and she's trying to figure it out, and it's stressing her out. And in season two, it's a lot more controlled, emotional control. Um, And like I said, she really takes her life by the reins and decides she's going to direct it. And you see a lot more manipulativeness. You see a lot more, maybe she doesn't want to cover for her family anymore, you know? So, yeah. I I know um, people, like fans that I know, they really were talking about like how... um, like when Kanan like got Nicole killed, that was like okay, that was like the final, or that kind of like changed the relationship forever. And then you kind of see like what happened in the power, or when Kanan shoots a jukebox. Like right. was that like the like main reason? Like if that situation never happened, do you think her and Kanan would have been like much closer? I think at that age, she's very forgiving. I think there are a lot more screw-ups that Kanan has (laughs) that really impact that relationship. But yeah, I think that was the first chink in their relationship because it's complicated on on the original power. Their relationship is very complicated, but right now they're definitely still sister and brother for sure. Okay, cause I was like, I know people were like, oh, is that like the reason why Jukebox just started? Because you kind of see like after that, it's just been, she goes to, Jukebox goes to a lot of traumatic things after that, but still it's like, okay, that maybe was like the start of it. Was that, you feel like that was the start of it? Yes. Okay, cool, cool. Um, can we, so I know you just said, it <laughs> does some more screw-ups. So like, is there like a uh, day we kindle a little bit and then... Kanan just screws that up again or like during the season? I know she probably can't even say it. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, think about it. They're kids and they're best friends. And in this world that they've built, that Rock has built, they're kind of all that the other person has. And so, you know, it makes it a lot harder when you're in those situations, when you grow up in a family like that, you know, it's it's a lot harder to let someone go, especially when you have such a bond. So I don't think they're gonna grow apart just yet. Okay. Do you? How do you feel like? Um, if you like, if you could say like one thing to your character right now, like what would you want to say to her? Keep being a baddie. Keep doing it. <laughs> Keep being a baddie. So, because like, I know what you're about to grow up to be. I know what you're gonna be. 
So keep keep doing your thing. Oh, uh, how much do you think jukebox changed during like the summer off? Like I know Kanan went to Virginia. She still she still was in New York, and then she started smoking right. cigarettes. Is that, how much <laughs> do you think she changed during People the summer? People are shook by the cigarettes. It's so funny. People are like, what? She smokes now? You know, she's been living with Rock. So I think there has been a little bit of a change because she moved in with Rock again. And um, <laughs> yeah, she picked up some of Rock's habits. <laughs> how, how much do you think like Rock and so like influ- influence on oh my, my, how much do you think Jukebox is influenced by Rock like just as a character in total? Yeah, I think Jukebox is is influenced by Rock in the same way that I'm influenced by Katina as an actress. She adores her. Um, You know, Rock is basically her mother and her father. Um, When Jukebox was a child and her father went to prison, she moved in with Rock. So she is all the family that she really knows and is super close with, aside from Kanan and Lulu. Um, And so, yeah, she, she, I think, aspires to be like Rock. Like she wants to be the queen and she wants, but she doesn't have the confidence to get there yet. But you see how inspired she is by her for sure. Okay. Now on a personal note, I know social media has been like talking about like who's the biggest gangster boss mom in like the power universe. You know, you got Monet, Rock, Tasha, like who, who would you want to be like your OG mom? I would say a piece of all three. Here's why. Monet, I would want her buying my clothes because Diana always looked fire. Tasha has the heart. So I would want a bit of that empathy and definitely rocks bossness because, you know, she knows how to keep everybody in check. And, okay, another one. Uh, if you could, like, like have, like, a just have, like, a dual – Oh, not dual, but um, like just have like a ride or die character in another like power universe. Who would you want to be like your ride or die character? Like for Tommy. Jukebox. Tommy, for sure. Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They'll, t- they'll Tommy be killing it. What, like, what's yeah. your favorite? What was like? What's your favorite like power scene? Like from the original uh, original. The original power. There's a fight scene between Ghost and Tasha um, when she says she's going to take the kids. And he, Omari as the actor, just lost it. And it was so powerful to me. So that's one of my favorites. Um, And (laughs) Tommy smoking (laughs) Kanan's ashes. (laughs) Always. (laughs) That always gets me. And Tariq sitting there like, Yo, how, what are your thoughts on Tyreek? Could Tyreek be annoying me? I, I feel like he got so many people killed. And I'm like, yo, if Tyreek just died, I feel like a lot of characters would still be alive. At first, I wasn't rolling with him. And this is why, because I was like, your parents gave you everything that they never had. And that seems to not be enough for you. And it seems ungrateful and it seems like spoiled and like a brat and all of the things that I couldn't be as a kid. <laughs> so at first I was like, nah, but he's starting to, I see he's starting to turn more and more into his dad for sure. 
No, yeah, like now he's starting like, especially like season two. I was like, okay, I see. But like, yo, Tariq used to piss me off though. I was like, yo, y'all just don't kill me <laughs> at all. Okay, everybody used to just die because of him. Like, it's like, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, if you could be like another like power spinoff show, I know there's BMF, um, the Tommy one, even um, Power Two. Like, which one would you want to be in? Spinoff. The other three. I would, yeah, I would do Force. I would say I would want to be on Force, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. Like what, what, that's your favorite one out of um the three? Other three? Oh, my favorite one's Kanan. As huh? hands down, that's my favorite. Kanan is my favorite. No, I'm Kanan talking about the other three. One. I'm talking about um with... Um, there's four. Is B, BMF's not a spinoff. BMF and um. Oh, you're just talking about all of fifties shows. Yeah. Oh, in general, yeah, I would like to jump over to BMF. I think that'd be really cool. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I know this one, and I, I know like a lot of people, and I feel like it's one of your dream roles. I don't know. It's this is totally off the Canaan empowered subject, but I know like a lot of people want to see you as like Princess Tiana. And uh, Prince of a live action, <laughs> live action. Like, well, is that like your dream role? Cause like, yo, she would fit that. Like, I feel like Haley would kill that role. I would love to be Tiana. I would love to play Tiana. That's my dream role. Um, and it would be perfect because Anika Nani Rhodes played older Jufox. So it would only be right. It would only be right for me to be. Tiana and no, yeah, I was, I was just thinking about that. Tessa, yo, that'd be like a full circle moment. Like, okay, she played Jukebox, that she voiced Princess Tiana, that she played other, yeah. yo, that would be such a full circle <laughs> moment. Like, have you guys ever talked about that at all? We haven't talked about that specifically, but I have spoken to her. Okay, okay, <laughs> no, but I was like, that was, I would think that would be like such a dope role for you. Um, Thank you. I know you have another like um, you have another film coming out called Cinnamon, right? Cinnamon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Pam Greer was in that. Like, how was like working with Pam Greer? I love Pam. <laughs> she is the ultimate set on piece. No, Pam Damon Wayans was amazing. Which this is my second Wayans brother because I did respect with Marlon. Um, the whole cast, David, I adore David. Everybody was just amazing. And Pam is such an icon. Like, that's an icon. We use that term so lightly nowadays. She is, like, the original Foxy Brown, Jackie Brown. And I know, like, you, you, like, the musical scene, you'd be killing that. Like, is there, like, a certain musical you want to do that you haven't done yet? I would love to be in... Something new, because I did a revival. So I would definitely want to do something new and something um, different. I just want to play a character that's different than anything that I've done already. So it's nameless, but whatever I create, that's the next show I want to do. Do you ever plan on like producing like your own shows or like even a musical or like, you know what I'm saying? Like doing stuff like that? I would love to move into the producing world. I think I've got a lot to learn, and I think the best way that I'm going to learn is by doing my acting still. But, yeah, I'm definitely looking to become a producer for sure. Okay, and before I let you go, 
what do you see yourself like in the next five years? Cause I feel like you're going to go. I really do feel like you might like I, for the princess Tiana Ross, I feel like, yo, that would be like, I feel like Haley. I don't know. I know they haven't announced it yet, but I'd be like, yo, you guys got to do something with that. I, I really feel oh. like that'd be a cool full circle moment. Like, I was like, yo, I was just thinking about that today, earlier today, but what do you Thank see you yourself so in the next five years? I just see myself continuing to work and hopefully put out more emotional performances and um, just really fulfill what my destiny is. I think it's my destiny to be a performer and a storyteller. And I think that's the gift that God gave me. And so it's my job to fulfill that to the best of my abilities. So yeah, just keep working, keep doing my thing and hopefully be Princess Tiana somewhere in there. (laughs) Yes. Well, thank you so much, Haley, for your time. I appreciate you. Um, I hope you're going to keep killing it, of course. Um, can't wait to see the next episode of Raising Canaan. And uh, yeah, thank you.